1: For all of the focus on two drugs as potential coronavirus treatments, recent studies didn't go all that well. To reopen the country, experts say we need a team of public health workers and insurers have to cover antibody tests at no cost to patients. All that and more coming up on this episode of Just Healthcare Daily. It's Tuesday, April 14th, and I'm Alex Olgin with Just Healthcare Daily, where you get the headlines and health business and policy news in under 10 minutes. If you like the podcast, please leave us a review. It helps other listeners find the show. Many health experts believe antibody tests are crucial to ending lockdowns and letting people return to work. And this weekend, the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services said insurers had to cover the tests at no cost to patients. Earlier this month, the Food and Drug Administration gave emergency use authorization to the first serological antibody test. But even with the presence of antibodies, it's still unclear if that means a patient is immune or for how long. Last week, Republican Senators Lamar Alexander from Tennessee and Roy Blunt from Missouri wrote to the Department of Health and Human Services urging the secretary to confirm that the CARES Act covers antibody tests at no cost to patients. The $2.2 trillion stimulus package included free diagnostic testing for all Americans. And this new guidance from CMS details that group health plans and individual health insurance plans are required to cover emergency room visits, in-person or telehealth doctor's office visits that result in a COVID-19 test at no cost sharing to patients. Last week, CMS also waived a variety of regulations to allow mid-level providers to practice at the top of their license to deal with the influx of patients. The guidance waives supervisory requirements for physician's assistants, nurse practitioners, and allows physicians to provide oversight remotely. The agency gave a few other examples of how waiving these rules would free up providers, including allowing nurse practitioners to do medical exams on patients at skilled nursing facilities and occupational therapists evaluating homebound patients. As CMS Administrator Seema Verma said, it's an all-hands-on-deck situation during the crisis. As deaths from COVID-19 surpass 20,000 in the U.S., there's a scramble to find a treatment for the deadly virus. An intense focus on an anti-malarial drug, hydroxychloroquine, has led to several trials. One, announced Monday by South Dakota Governor Republican Kristi Noem, is the first statewide trial on the drug. It will be led by Sanford Health and includes 2,000 patients. This news comes as another trial was halted over safety concerns. Reporter Maya Croft has more.
0: Two drugs that the president has cited as promising treatments for coronavirus are showing disappointing and even some dangerous results, according to The New York Times and other sources. The Times reported Sunday that a Brazilian study of the drug chloroquine, a close cousin of the anti-malaria medication hydroxychloroquine, had to be stopped after participants developed irregular heartbeats that could be fatal. Out of 81 patients enrolled in the study, half received higher doses of the drug, and 11 of those patients died. It's unclear what caused the deaths. On Thursday, the NIH said it had started its own trial of hydroxychloroquine using coronavirus patients in Tennessee. This news comes on the heels of data from another study of the antiviral drug remdesivir, which Trump has also called promising, though the evidence so far is scarce. The study, published Friday in the New England Journal of Medicine, followed 61 patients with confirmed cases of COVID-19 who were given the drug for 10 days. Almost 70% of patients improved. But critics were quick to point out flaws with the study. Josh Farkas, a pulmonary intensivist who runs the blog Palm Crit, listed 11 reasons to be skeptical of the findings, including the lack of a control group and the heavy involvement of the pharmaceutical company Gilead Sciences in designing and even writing up the study. Farkas calls the study biased and grossly flawed. All the media attention around hydroxychloroquine as a possible COVID-19 therapy has led to a rush of orders and some people trying to hoard the drug. This run on the supply left patients who take the drug for other diseases like lupus or arthritis unable to fill scripts. More than 20 states have started putting rules in place to ensure autoimmune patients can get access to the drug. As the Wall Street Journal reports, some states have put limits on doses or required patients to show they've tested positive for COVID. With the economy at a standstill and millions of Americans ordered to stay at home, experts are trying to figure out how the country can emerge from this shutdown without endangering public health. When California Healthline asked two dozen experts to come up with an answer, most agreed that what the United States needs is to mobilize an army of public health workers to track and contain the spread of the disease. Many are calling for a sweeping federal solution on the scale of the Marshall Plan or FDR's New Deal. Former Obama administration officials have proposed a public health firefighting force like the Peace Corps, but for public health. All agree we will need legions of medical professionals and volunteers to find, test, and isolate those who are sick and prevent them from infecting others by aggressively tracing the people they've had contact with. But without a coordinated effort from the federal government, states and counties are left to develop solutions on their own. While cities like San Francisco have started hiring people to help trace the spread of COVID-19, just as they already track measles, tuberculosis, and STDs, other public health departments have given up such efforts. They're already overwhelmed by a surge of coronavirus cases, they say, and don't have enough tests to be effective anyway. For GIST Healthcare, I'm Maya Croth.
1: Taking a look at healthcare stocks, Gilead Sciences, maker of Remdesivir, was trading up 2.4% on the news of the recent study published in the New England Journal of Medicine. Other pharmaceuticals were mixed. Eli Lilly was down 0.90%, Sanofi was up 2.4%, and the broader sector was down almost 1%. Thanks for listening to Just Healthcare Daily. I'm Alex Olgan. You can check out more insights on healthcare business and policy news on justhealthcare.com. Just Healthcare Daily is an independent production of Just Healthcare. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra.